BT and Julio G. He likes the pats, I like the jets. Hoping we can win some bets. To bay in sports, we have a blast. Running fast like we in the flats. Yankees talk, we do it all. Don't forget about basketball. Hockey too, begin the brawl. MLB Weekly Scorecard. So far, within the past couple weeks, we've had a lot to talk about, especially the recent series against the Boston Red Sox, which the Yankees took. And then a lot of stuff, especially the All-Star ballots coming out. It's June 3rd already. Yeah, how have we made it this far, brother? My goodness, brother. I don't know. But once again... Welcome to another edition of G&T Sports Talk. I am Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gavardi, and we got tons of stuff to talk about, but there's a couple of things that are very notable. Players of the week, we got um, Giolito from the White Sox. He's been on a tear, and we got Trevor Story from the Rockies. We'll get into them more later, but I think there's something that the fans have been waiting for, and I think you'll agree with me on this, brother. It's time to... Really go full circle with the DJ LeMayhew apology. Yes, I will do it myself as well. Can I start this off? Go ahead, brother. All right, I want to basically apologize to all of our listeners because I was dead wrong with my uh, with my analysis of DJ LeMayhew. He is not a product of Coors Field <laughs> whatsoever. The guy is a stud. All he does is get on base. All he does is hit with runners in scoring position. All the guy does is make plays in the field. He does not make errors. I'm so I I I sounded I'm gonna say it I sounded like a freaking idiot, so I'm gonna when I'm wrong I admit it I was wrong. DJ LeMay he was the real deal in my opinion. That was the steal of free agency. It's he's done nothing but succeed. He's helped us especially with the injuries. He's played extremely well. He was a little bit injured this year too, but he's been very durable. Julian. Yeah, I I know we're both. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sorry too, cause like I overreacted to this move as well, cause I I was being a spoiled brat at Manny Machado. I'll be honest, but you know what? Mayhew has six homers. He's hitting three eleven. He has thirty four RBIs. He's can he can be the team MVP. You could argue for this team right now. No question. And um, we go over what he's done the last few games. I have these game logs coming up. He um yesterday wasn't his best day, but he's still. The other two days were a lot better, actually. And he was instrumental in the wins we had the first two days. So, um, DJ yesterday. No, 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 no. Okay. DJ, well, he was, yeah, he was one for five yesterday. The day before, we won five to three on Saturday. He had two RBIs a hit, one for five. But the big day he had was Friday. He had the homer. He had two RBIs. He had a double in the beginning, an RBI double. To give our first run on the board, I believe, the other night on Friday versus Chris Sale. And Aaron Judge has touted him as a sale killer. And mm. I like it because we really need to deflate their sales, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and we deflated very, Chris Sale, well, again, who's very, now 1-7, and seven, which brings a smile to my face. Very, uh, very ironic. Yes. Very, very clever. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so 
DJ May, you had off. Probably the best move we made the whole offseason, and you made us eat crow, and we were, and we're not happy, and we're very happy to do so in this situation because it's helping the team out. So we look at what's happened in the standings. The Yankees are now 38 and 20. They've won nine straight series despite the loss yesterday. So Unbelievable. We don't need to go off a ledge over yesterday. Nope. It's no, just no, that no, no, no. Um, the only thing I would go off a ledge about is Clint Frazier. We might as well address the elephant in the room right now. Absolutely. Because what he the display he put on at right field was pitiful. <laughs> it reminds me of Little League. I'm not even kidding. It's how bad this stuff was. I used to play the outfield. Listen, it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is. I know he's a major leaguer, and yes, he should make every single play. But here, let's go over what happened, because this was a really bad, bad situation. So we're up. We're down three to two. We're trying to battle back. You know, Price home. We had him on the ropes. We had three straight hits at one point. Luke Voigt had another homer. If you want to cue the Luke chant with a while, we definitely could. But maybe we could wait for the All Star battles for that. But so go, let's go through this game yesterday. Okay, so yesterday we we end up losing eight five, but we Urshela had a sacrifice fly. Voigt had a homer. That's how we got the two runs to get back in it. Alexander Bogarts absolutely killed us yesterday. He hit a bomb off Sabathia, and it was a no doubter. J.D. Martinez does what he does best against the Yankees. Of course, he hit a home run. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was an RBI. Well, Scott got it off. Sabathia. Yeah, so it was Martinez, Bogarts, and um, let's get this summary going. Nunez had a single. And then, of course, he got thrown out in the bases again. I think trying to stretch into a double because that's what he does best. Yep. So, <laughs> you see... But the problem here is that it was a 3-2 ball game after all this stuff happened. CeCe not his best outing, but I'm not blaming CeCe for this game. I see people, oh, how do we share the blame for today's game? Is it CeCe's fault? Is it Cesar's? Is it Frazier? I'm, it's, it's not really CeCe's fault. He's the least to blame, in my opinion. I mean, he was injured. He, he gutted through. He gave us six innings, which is more than we could have hoped for, honestly. He gave up three runs. It was a quality start. He struck out eight batters. Yeah, he gave up the two homers, but that's going to happen with him sometimes. How did you think CeCe fared yesterday? I think he did just exactly what he could do. I mean... That's a good way to put it. You know what? He gave us everything he can yesterday. It just didn't didn't fall our way. And I'm not going to blame CeCe. Listen, every time the guy goes out there, he gives it his all. He he rarely has a mess-up game. So... You know what? Like I said, you know, he's coming off injury. It's just It just wasn't his day. So, you know, I'll be happy with the two games out of three. The one got rained out, and it will be made up in uh, August 3rd, I believe. Yeah, so now that's going to be a four-game set. So, so that's how they're transferring that over, I so guess. So I will uh, say that. CC did everything he could. I know it was four. What was it? Four innings he gave us, and no, uh, he pitched six. six. He went through six innings. I what mean, is, I don't went, know why I said four, yeah, me, th- but it's okay. He went th- six innings, did everything he could. Obviously, you know it didn't fall in our favor. Lose eight to five. We did make a, a, a bit of a comeback in the late innings. Yeah. However, it just wasn't enough, and I'm not blaming CC. CC is nowhere to be blamed. He gave us everything, like I've said, 
And I feel that, you know what, next outing he has, he'll go out and he'll give it. A, he'll just do what he does. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's a five to six inning pitcher. He's going to yeah. give up a couple runs. He's not going to, like, cruise through any innings and, like, pick a few complete game shutouts anymore. Like, that's just not realistic, yeah. obviously. But everyone knows that that watches this team mm-hmm. and what's the living in the past, like the, <laughs> the, the, the distant past. But anyway, so let's go over the seventh inning. And, oh, my God, this was a nightmare for Clint Frazier. I don't even think that's, a, that's doing it justice with this was <laughs> so um it starts out with a walk uh, Louis Sessa comes in which of course draws a lot of complaints from people in the one run ball game against Boston I get it I'm not the biggest fan of this move but we all knew it was coming I even said to my dad before the game I'm like this bullpen is not gonna really have enough guys for tonight especially if CeCe doesn't give any length and we're like well Sessa's gonna be the first guy out of the pen and even though CC gave us six innings, when you know Sesto was the first guy out of the pen. Right. And he was not great by any means, but Clint Frazier did not help his case at all. So huh. he gives a walk to Christian Vasquez. So, of course, in typical Sesto fashion, we get a leadoff walk. Wonderful. Then Michael Chavis grounds into a force out to Torres, and he's on first with one out. And now this is where the adventures begin. So our good buddy, Aguara Nunez, hits a, what you thought would be a single to Clint Frazier, just a routine ground ball in the outfield, you know, a play that anyone can make. And Frazier takes his eye off the ball. The ball <laughs> skips to the wall. Chavis scores from first. And Nunez ends up getting the third because of how far this ball went. And at that point, the wheels are starting to fall off. So it's 4-2. I'm thinking, all right, we're good. It's only two runs. Everyone just settle down. And then the next thing that happens because the infield drawn in, you see how this is all playing into each other, how everything's leading up to this huge inning? Yeah. So the infield's drawn in, and Brock Holt, who I cannot stand, I really despise him. Like, he just shows up against the Yankees. The dude is a scrub, like a literal scrub, and he just he always plays big against the Yankees somehow, though. Like this little lefty second baseman the Red Sox have, and he just... What does he do? He hits a blooper over DJ LeMayhew, of course, because the infield's in. It's a base hit. There's another run. So right there, Frazier basically caused two runs. <laughs> really? No, seriously. I like, know. He did. And that's not, that's not even the end of it, I don't think. Well, I, no, it's not the end of it. All right. So after that happened, then there was a play. A ball hit to right field. I don't know if you saw happen to see this. Um, DJ LeMayhew and Clint Frazier both going for it. And this is... Quinn Frazier's ball. I was an outfielder. I've caught this ball mil- millions of times. Like all of us have caught, all outfielders catch these balls. You don't make the infielder go back to get the ball when the outfielder can come in and get it. So, of course, Frazier being in this frantic panic that he is, and like, I don't know what happened. He freezes up, and DJ Omet, he has to make a diving grab to save the day when he shouldn't have had to catch the ball, but that's not going to go in the box score. It's just a bad play. Yeah. And then there was another play. So that was. Buki Betts popped out to LeMayhew. This is all in the same inning, all this stuff. Then Benintendi hits a single. He hits a ball to right field that Frazier probably doesn't need to dive for, but he dives for it and misses it, and that's not going to be an error either. But there were three base cues in this inning by Clint Frazier, basically. One of them got saved. The other two caused basically three-plus runs. So Benintendi gets a single, and, of course, Brock Holt scores. So... Looking at this, Frazier cost us three, if not four, runs in the inning, if you want to, like, realistically break it down. Well, three, because they scored three runs, okay. So he cost us three runs. At that point, I'm thinking we're done. I know we come back and stuff, and we almost did, like you said, but 
I just wasn't feeling it after all that stuff in the seventh inning. Basketball was on, so watching a little ball, which maybe we'll touch on at the very end of this. But the Yankees were still fighting. In the seventh, they didn't do nothing, though. Then Sessa gives up more runs. Bogarts gets a double. They bring in David Howe. Chavis gets a triple, and it was just a disaster, 8-2. We get back three runs, like Bobby said. Um, Aaron Hicks scored, actually it was a balk, and DJ Mayhew scored. Then Hicks get a, got another RBI because everyone moved up. Torres got a sack fly. We tried to battle back, but it just wasn't our night. And all the stuff that Frazier did kind of just put the nail in the coffin. Sesto was horrendous, but like we said, he wasn't helped out by any means. He gave up five runs, and they say five earned, but I don't see how they could all be earned if all that stuff happened with Frazier. But the thing is that only one of those is an error. That's why that, and, and DJ made the out for the other one. I guess that's why they're all earned. Right. But not a good look for Sessa, Frazier. No, just no. It's just, it. It's not what you want. No. But hey, we've won nine straight series. We're still eight and a half games up on them in the beginning of June. There's a lot of time. They could still catch us, of course, but I like our chances at this point, I'll say. I think it's fair to say. And we're still two and a half games up on Tampa Bay. So we're starting to create a little bit of distance. Tampa's right in the rear view, though. And we played them a lot more this season. So we're 4-1 against Boston this season. Still not can't complain about that. And our next time we play them won't be in the States. It'll be overseas in London. <laughs> the first time ever. That's crazy. I don't know why, gonna, they, I don't know why they did that. That we're going to play outside of New York or Boston for Yankees Red Sox. It's crazy. This has man. never happened before. It's going to be a monumental moment in MLB history. So, yeah. So there's a couple things we need to go over with this Yankees team, and I want to see your input on this. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with Quinn Frazier? Should he be in the outfield anymore? What, no. do, they, do they send him down? Do they de-age him? Matiti's coming back soon, but I don't think that helps the outfield situation. I so, th- someone was in my mention saying that um, – that we should send Frazier down when D.D. comes back, but that doesn't make any sense because then you just have the crowded infields. Or right. Hendricks Morales, to me, has to go. We'll get into that as well. In my, but what do you think is going to happen? Like, How do you think they're going to go forward with this? We have an off day today. We'll be in Toronto tomorrow. Um, until Giancarlo Stanton and Judge come back, I think that we're going to have to bite the bullet and unfortunately keep him in the outfield, unfortunately. Oh, you think we should actually play him out there? I mean, like... Uh, you could DH him some days, but I guess you got to just stick with him for for the time being until somebody comes back. But honestly, it's becoming a bit of a concern how his defense is absolutely atrocious. And you know what? His bat isn't good enough to make up for his yeah, struggles in the outfield. I mean, he's he, he was hitting better. He has 10 homers, 28 RBIs, hitting 270. But like you said, that's not enough to make up for that horrible defense no. out there. It's not a Bryce Hart. Like, I know people criticize Harper on his defense. It's not as bad as that, I'll no, tell you that no. much. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, yeah, they do. That's a fair – that's a decent yeah. analogy, though. They do. And I think that they got to DH him. I can't see him out there for some time after what I saw. I mean – it's a tough thing to do because we have so many DHs on this team, but we don't need to see Morales playing. I'm sure you agree with that. Uh, once all everyone comes back, that guy's going to be kicked to the curb, in my opinion. I, he's just a bat that they needed for depth. for like just the, a, the lefty yeah. side a little bit. And now, I don't know. Like, Yeah, I, would, I hope he's not starting in the outfield next game in Toronto. Like, He needs some time to think that over. Like, 
They say he's working on his defense. Aaron Judge came to his defense. But the other thing that's very problematic with it is that he didn't answer questions after the game, and that's a really bad look. You don't do that in New York. We're not in Miami. We're not in San Diego where no one cares. This is New York City. You have everyone in the locker room asking, and he's not there. It's Sunday Night Baseball. Luke Boyd's answering questions about it. I mean, it's just not a good look, Clint. I don't like that at all. That's just being immature at its finest. You know, you make a mistake, and you you can't face it. George Steinbrenner said this the best way. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is when you do bad, you can't stand the heat. Yeah, so you Clint's have to, very yeah. rah-rah. You know he talks a lot. He has yeah. the whole cleat thing going on. Well, Clint, worry less about your cleats and more about your defense. Like, literally, this is pathetic. <laughs> I mean, like, they are pretty cool, but still, we need you up again making the plays in the outfield. It's truly <laughs> pathetic that you can um, make these plays in the outfield and you're a professional when we really need you. This is a bad look because – there was a time where people were talking about you being the next big thing for us. You remember that, Jules? Yeah. There was a time, yep. and now, you know what? Like I said, your bat is not good enough to make up for your atrocious play in the outfield. No. So no, 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 you're going to no, have no. to shape up, kid, or you're just going to be a minor leaguer who just gets called up for injuries. And yeah, so he's be- He should be up, better kid. than that. And he's saying himself he wants to stay up. He doesn't, obviously, he wants to stay up with the first Yankees, not going to Grant. And, well, you better start playing defense because it's not like this is a one-time thing. We've seen instances of this all year. There's a lot of – I'm gonna, let's try to look up his defensive numbers. I mean, it's hard to judge an outfielder by that, and it doesn't always accurately give the picture. But the thing that is – Somewhat concerned, I would say, kind of paints the pictures that, wow, his war is zero now after that game. It just dropped to zero. It was like .2 yesterday, but his defense is that bad that despite the offensive numbers I just told you, he has not impacted his team in a positive way according to the war metric, which is not a good look at all, obviously. You don't need a rocket scientist to tell you that. Mm-hmm. So 150 at-bats, he has a war of zero. It's not really any good. No. Yeah, that's a problem. No. Not at all. Okay, standard fielding. Let's see. It says only. Oh, okay. He's played. He's played thirteen games in right, and he's played nine in. And it looks like, yeah. Okay. Wait. Wow. Twenty-two games in right, eleven games in left, and eight as a DH. He has six errors already, and that's not even a big sample size. If he plays a full season, looking at like twenty plus, if not more. Unacceptable. Yeah, that's not going to fly, kid. His fielding percentage is really bad. It's nine. It's 906. Actually, 955, which is horrible for an outfielder. I mean, let's look at a good outfielder and see what their fielding percentage is. Let's look at Mike Trout, for instance. Okay, Mike Trout, who is having another outstanding season, but no one cares because he's in Anaheim, which I ripped the signing at the time. I thought it was idiotic, and it's just showing our point more. Someone tweeted, oh, why does no one care? I'm like, the Angels suck. It's not rocket science. The Angels are a relevant baseball team. It's not. They're really bad. <laughs> like, it's very simple stuff. He's sending 14 homers, 37 RBIs. He has a 300 average. He's stolen um, how many bases here? Where does the steals at? Damn. Wow, why is it not showing me? This is really... Oh, okay, seven. There we go. And his war is over four, and that's only trails Cody Ballinger, who's nearing five, I think. That guy's unbelievable. And, um, okay, let's see his fielding, though. This is just an instance. So, Trout. Trout. 48 games in center field. He has one error, and his fielding percentage is 994. 
which is what a good fielding percentage should look like. At least 990. If it's an outfielder, you're not supposed to make any errors. Like, outfielders don't make errors in the major leagues. That just doesn't happen. This isn't high school and college. Yes, I've made errors before, but I was playing in high school. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'll admit it. I mean, I wasn't a perfect fielder by any means. That's why I'm, I'm kind of a little slack, but it's just... For the major league level, it's just not acceptable, like we've said. Nope. And not it's going to cost us in a big situation, which is why everyone's getting nervous. Like, in the late innings, you can't have him in the outfield. If he's somehow in the outfield, you have to replace him after the seventh inning. Yep. It's That's a, how bad it is. It's I, a, I, I mean, yeah. This isn't a concern the Yankees should have. This is, no, a, this is a yeah. problem. This is child's play. Yep. Literally child's play. And I'd rather see Cameron May be the right field right now. I'm being completely He doesn't honest. make mistakes. He just makes these crazy plays, too. Yeah, Maybin's not the best hitter by any means, but his defense is very good. He makes up for it. So it, it, it like, I guess, kind of balances out. Yeah, I guess. his war is like point two, and he's had like half the at bats at Clint Frazier. So that's something to look at, I guess. But it's always significant. Like, it barely makes a difference, I guess. So um, let's go over some Yankees stuff. Now we talk about that. I want to go over some bats. I mean, Luke Boyd, we'll go to the All-Star game. He has 15 homers, 39 RBIs. Torres has 14 and 32. Gary Sanchez has been a beast all season. He should be the starting catcher in the American League. Um, 18 homers, 35 RBIs. Brett Gardner's even played a little bit better. I'll give some credit to him. Eight homers, 21 He's RBIs. He's not getting credit from me, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean... I'll tell you if you I'll give you a stat that can help your case if you want it. Two forty five average with six steals. I mean, it's the best we could expect from him, honestly, at this point. Yeah. But his running his hitters his average with runners in scoring position is like one forty. And that's pretty pitiful. Well Mayhew was hitting like over four fifty with runners in scoring position before yesterday's game. Yeah, I know. He's he's another stat unreal. for um the Yankees in favor of him. So we're, here's what I want to do. I think we should go over the rotation quickly because there's all the questions about Dallas Keuchel and all that. And I can't believe we're sitting here on June 3rd still talking about Dallas Keuchel. Yeah. But and no here K we are. And no Craig Kimball either. Craig Kimball is also out there. But now the thing is today's the MLB draft, and the Yankees are picking in the late round, in the end of the first like normal. But they did get Aaron Judge with the, around the 30th pick or so one time. So you can find gems in the draft. Hey. But our draft six re tracker recently hasn't been so great. We've taken some chances on injured guys that haven't whipped up to it, like James Caprillion, who's now with Oakland. There's someone else, but, like, it doesn't really matter right now, honestly. And then, um, so the rotation, how do you, do you think we should sign Keiko, brother? Do you want him? Absolutely. I want him. I've, when he was a free agent, in December and November, we were talking about this. I thought he would be a nice under the table. <laughs> yeah, here we go. And he's, he's and, lasted six, and, seven and months listen, later. <laughs> we are the front runners for him. Everyone, We saw that last week. We yeah. are the front runners. I think we definitely need to sign him, especially with our rotation, with the injuries. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Domingo German has really taken a dip down. Yeah, we from should get to Falling from grace. That's a good, that's so, a good play. So that, that's my take. You got to sign Keiko and see what he could give you. And I don't want to give him a one-year deal. I'll get. I want to give him a multi-year deal, maybe oh, two. Uh -oh. I think that he could be a nice arm for us. I know it's gonna be weird without that beard, though. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I guess you won't be feeling the beard anymore. But I think that 
there's no way he's going to do more than a one-year deal. I think he's just going to do one he year. He wants 18 mil for one year, too. Yeah, I know. It's a lot, especially for June. That's what I think that's what they, I think that's why he hasn't been signed yet. And you know how Boris works. He's so aggravating. He'll literally, sit, he'll literally wait all year to get his deal. I mean, that guy doesn't budge an inch. No, no, he does not. I don't know what's going to happen with this, if we're actually going to end up with him. I hope so, because we need him, like you said. And Domingo Herman also might be facing an innings limit. I want to go through Herman's last few starts. His ERA is all the way out to a 3-6. He's already nearing four. That's how bad he's been the last two times out. Although he struck out eight batters but gave up three runs in less than four innings, you know. So. He's, he's really starting to regress a little bit. Do you think, like, okay, we knew that. Let's be realistic. Want to know what he had? Okay, he had eight. He had eight. <laughs> there you go, brother. <laughs> he had eight. <laughs> wow, that, wow, that's cool. But um, he did have that. And um, let's go through his logs. His pitching logs. Okay, so I'm going to give his last three times out. So against Baltimore, he pitched five innings. He gave up two runs, five strikeouts, and a homer, which isn't a great start against the Orioles by any means. But you got it done because it's the Orioles, you know? So that's when the chink in the armor really started, in my opinion. May 21st against Baltimore was a bad look, and, but he won it because it's the Orioles. Then the Royals on Memorial Day weekend was a complete train wreck. No <laughs> way around that one. Five innings pitched, nine hits, gave up four homers, seven runs, and he had a 2-5 before those three starts. Now it's up to a 3-6. And yesterday he gives up, like I said, three runs in a little less than four innings, gives up another homer. Not yesterday, but the second game yeah. in the series. He did that. But, um, yeah, Herman is a concern. How do you think he's going to bounce back from this? How do you, do you think, like, he'll figure it out? Are you worried about him long term? Do, I, I don't know if he's going to make it to the end of the season. That was always a concern before this even happened because he may be capped around 150 innings, they're saying. And right now he is at um, – he is at 64 innings, so he would be like almost the halfway point to where they would cap in. Personally, I feel like you know what I think he could bounce back. The problem is with him is he's a high walk guy. Yeah, and and, and those that, are starting to add up again. And lately. that is uh, extremely concerning. Mm -hmm. However, I do feel like he could bounce back. You know, the first game I went to, he got that win. He did walk five batters. Yep, I see. I'm looking at that game right now. So, basically. That after, was a season high, actually. Yeah. He never did more than that again, so, thankfully. But. So, the one thing is, is he's, I think he could bounce back, but obviously that innings limit is going to be an issue. Yeah. I think, listen, I think he is, he has something, and he has the tools to be a nice pitcher in this league. So, I think that they should definitely keep him up, obviously, because of the pit innings limit. It's going to be an issue. However, I think that long term, I think this is somebody they could rely on. So yeah, I yeah. still say to keep him in the rotation for now as long as we can. And you had to know he was going to regress after his amazing start. Like we knew it wasn't going to keep happening. Like we were getting hype. He was rolling out yeah. doves. Like it was Herman's season for a long time. But um, you knew there was going to be regression, and now we're seeing it. Can he fight through this? I hope so. I'm not sure when his next outing is. I don't know how the rotation shapes up exactly, but. Um, if I had to guess, he won't pitch in the Blue Jays series, maybe against Cleveland over the weekend. And also, Didi Gregorius will be back on Friday, potentially, against the Indians. That is big news. Really? Yes, brother. It is Didi season, almost. Uh, Sir Didi, we've so now, missed you, buddy. That's another big question I'm going to ask you, actually. Mm -hmm. 
How do you want to play this lineup when Didi comes back? And I know you said you want to kick Morales to the curb, which I also want to do. I really hope they don't send down Estrada, but I have a bad feeling they could do that because it's a, it's like a shortstop or a shortstop almost. But I just don't see the point of keeping Kendrys Morales around any longer, really. Of course not. You don't need him anymore he's, when you get he's Didi. He's a journeyman. He's not, it's not the old Morales. We're, he's, we picked him up off the scrap heap, brother. We're his third team, and it's not even I mean, fairly June. I mean, there's, he's a guy's shot. He doesn't have much left. He Absol- had three hits the other night, but everyone has a good night once in a while. Yeah. Um, here's the way I see it. Um, with Didi back, you definitely got to uh, get rid of Morales, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a no-brainer to me. It, it definitely is. Um, DJ's going to have to play some more first. Of course. Um, Urshela. I want him in there still. I don't want uh, him to Please, please do not send that kid anywhere. This kid is a rising star. And I'm going to say this right now. You know Let's what? Let's hear it. I, <laughs> I think, make a bold prediction? Yeah, I think, Ur, I think Urshela is going to take over for Andujar. Oh. I, don't, I, I don't know why. I just, I just think <laughs> this guy. It is a bold guy, prediction. I think the kid in the field, Julian, is a stud. Well, he the runs kid, circles around Andujar with yeah. the field, obviously. And I'll listen, still take Andujar's bat despite what we're seeing from Gio, but. The fielding is a big difference. I think I think at third base we're going to be okay, don't you think? I think we'll yeah. be just fine with those two guys. Yeah. But with Didi coming back, my opinion is get rid of Morales, and you have to. And I repeat, you have to keep Gio Urshela up all year round. This guy is a stud. He helps you win. He's a great in the field. He's good at bat. So. That's somebody who shouldn't even be in the discussion of being sent down no, no, when no, Didi no, comes no. back. No, that's not what I was alluding to, but you make great points with all that stuff. Um, I'm asking more, how do you want to set up the defense? Like, here's how I would do this, and there's gonna, you're going to see a lot of rotations, a lot of guys getting off days, but now here's where the issue lies. Because of Quinn Frazier's horrible defense and you want to DH Luke Voigt, Where's Frazier's use if he can't play the field or DH? I mean, he's it might be a tough situation for him soon when Didi gets back. I think it it's going to be a tough decision where he might get called down. He might be sent back down to Scranton Wilkes Barre, where he could go see Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> oh my God! Well, here's what I will. Here's how my A team lineup, which has been floated around Twitter, when Didi gets back, I would have had Clint Frazier in my A team lineup before this saw yesterday. But so Ochoa at third. You have DJ at first, Luke Boyd de-aging, Torres at second, Didi at shortstop. That's how I want this infield to look. Okay, I like it. Because I don't think that Dometheu could be any worse than Luke Boyd is defensively. I love yeah. Luke Boyd to death, but he can't play a good first base, really. It's, he's really bad defensively. It's, it's yeah. It's and not Frazier level, no. thankfully, but it's not great either. No, it's definitely not. I mean, he works out, he's trying, but he's a hitter, Luke Boyd. That's what he is. He's just a pure hitter. He's just not meant to play... In the field, let's put yeah, it that way. So, in that situation, I guess I would do Gardner, Maven, and Hicks in the outfield. I like it. I mean, I wouldn't. Until I'd Judge and have, Stanton come well, back. Yeah, that's, yeah, you'll be looking good when they come back. Because then you'll have Judge, Hicks, and then you'll have Stanton, too. Ooh, that's a power lineup, one through nine. Look out, baby. Mm-hmm. That's, that can win the World Series. Hell yeah, it could, and I would love it. Now, we've been talking a lot about trades and stuff. I'm to, uh, for the trade deadlines we're talking about. Then I want to do the All-Star game next. Let's do our All-Star voting soon. But I'm going to throw out some more trade deadline names and targets. I think Caleb Smith and Mike Miner are worth looks. And I haven't really mentioned them much on the show yet. But I want to give them their shine. And I think they could be underrated pickups for us. 
Marcus Stroman, who I've been an advocate for for almost the whole season. I, I'm still in support of at this point. Um, I also think Robbie Ray could be an intriguing option from Arizona. I've said that numerous times. I still want, I'm still a big believer in Madison Bumgarner. I see a lot of people are down on him, and he hasn't pitched as well as he's capable of. And I'm, I hate to keep using this, but we remember how Justin Verlander was floundering around in Detroit before the Astros rescued him. Mm-hmm. Can the Yankees rescue Madison Bumgarner? I hope so. I, I would definitely <laughs> hope so. I think that would help. I think he could be a great Yankee. Do you have any other pitchers you'd like to see the Yankees target? Uh, any other pitchers? Like starters. Uh, like we oh, definitely need yeah, a starter. Yeah, you know what? You, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, you're going to call me crazy. I think Zach Ranke. Okay, I mean. That's... There's been rumors. There's been rumors about that. I've seen it all around. No, I have too, but like, and Max Scherzer obviously is a big home run, which I would love more than I anything I, in I the world. I think it's more realistic if we get Granky than Scherzer, Well, they're both really long shots, honestly, because Granky, the problem is he doesn't have the stomach to pitch in New York, in my opinion. I understand. Yeah, That's I the whole you. issue with that, and he's paid a lot of money, but he would be a great, I understand what you're going for, and it makes sense, because he is a great pitcher, obviously, and he's yeah. having another good season. Yeah. But I don't, and they do, and they would love to move him. Honestly, that's not a secret at all. Really? No, they would love to. They would love. They would love, love, love to move Zach Greinke. He's making too much money. They can't pay him. I don't understand why they even signed him. To be honest, he's getting over thirty million from them. They don't have the market for that. I mean, they don't have the payroll for that. There we go. Well, market payroll, I guess, is kind of the same. Yeah, it's just. Uh... So um, you want to go through those all-star ballots? Absolutely. I see you did your votes. I'm going to pull mine up as well, but you want to go over what sure. you did? Sure. So at first base for the American League, I'm going with it's no, que- it's no secret for me. I think it's Jose Abreu. I love this guy. I think he's an absolute stud. His batting average is a bit low at 246, but he has 15 homers. I did not realize he has 50 ribbies. My God. Yeah, he's actually, um, I have. And an OPS of 797, so. I have the RBI chart here. He's actually fifth in the league when RBIs. Who leads the league, is it? Josh Bell, 53 RBIs. And yes, you voted for him as well. That's who I voted for in the National League. The guy, this batting average, 332, 18 homers, 53 ribbies, an OPS of 1.077. Absolutely. Josh Bell is having a breakout campaign. So who do you got at first base? Um, All right, I'm going to need your phone, brother. You need my phone? Yeah? I think you know why. Oh, Luke? Yes, brother. So, catching, I'm, I have Gary Sanchez, of course. How come it doesn't show in the National League, the catchers? That's pretty odd. Where's the catchers? Where's it go? Uh, you know what? National League, I got to go with, I think, um, Wilson Contreras catching, actually, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, he's been a little better than real movie to me. I'm going to, for um, the National League, I'm going to disagree with you. Well, who do you got? I got Gary Sanchez for American, American League. obviously. And I got Yasmani Grandal for... Oh, Grandal's actually a low-key pick. I should have realized that. Wait, Grandal's not on here? No, no, oh, no, Luke's no, not no, on no, here? No, it's, I don't know. I have to find it. Ah, uh, all right. Well, the, Luke. Well, for first base. Next week, we got to get that Luke clip, brother. Oh, we'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah, so I'm going to do Luke Voigt for first base. Um, call me a homer, but I think it would be great to see him in the All-Star game. And you know what's actually very interesting about this? It's a new format they're doing with the voting. You hear about this? No. What they're doing is, I think, around, um, okay, this voting ends June 21st, what we see here. Then they strip it down the final three for each position, and you vote again. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's... I think Boyle made the final three. 
Sanchez should be a no-brainer to catch the game, obviously. And then National League's interesting. I guess you got Grandal, Contreras, and Real Mudo going for it potentially. Yeah. And first base has got to be Josh Bell, no questions asked. This Watch. guy's having a great season. I think Pete Alonso deserves some consideration, but Josh Bell's been better. Yeah. And, okay, second base, all right, DJ. Let's, we're going to completely come full circle, rectify our sins of dissing you. Except, and now you're the all-star for second yep, base. Except my su- sincere apology with my <laughs> vote for you at second base in the all-star game. Yeah, I agree. That's, yeah, at, you, for, you got my Who vote. do you got for National League? National League, let's see. I'm going to go with, um, I actually like Marte from the Diamondbacks. He's okay. hitting 280 with 14 homers and 43 RBIs. I, I see you fuck Moose. That's I, a I'm a big Moustakis guy, and I did not w- – he could play all over the place. Him playing second. No, they did that this year. It was a pretty bold risk by the Brewers. Wow. And like he's never really done it before, but he's doing he's holding his own over there. 268, 16 homers, 37 ribbies with an OPS of 896. Pretty well. You're getting my vote. Yep. How about third base for you? Third base, I gotta look at the American League. Please tell and, me, um, please tell me for the National League. We all know who you're Yeah, National League's are not. Of course. It the guy's a be. stud. 345. 16 homers and 52 ribbies? Yeah. Are you kidding? What, is he second to uh, Bellinger or tied with Bellinger? He's, for batting average, he's third, actually. What Austin, about RBIs? Austin Meadows is hitting 357. Guys, Yeah, Meadows God. is ridiculously good at baseball. Uh, <laughs> for first, for third base for American League, I took Alex Bregman. Okay, let me see what I'm going to do for third base for American League. I might have to agree with you. Um, I actually, you know what? Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a change about you. I'm gonna go with Hunter Dozier for the Royals, actually. Hunter Dozier, really? <laughs> He's in at three fourteen. He has eleven homers and thirty three RBIs. I mean, it's a big average difference. I mean, the only thing is Dozier's injured, and I also think Devers deserves some consideration. Believe it or not, hitting three sixteen, unfortunately, but yeah. I gotta recognize what he's doing, and he's one of the hotter hitters in the league. So that's what I did for third base. Also, Escobar can serve some consideration for the National League, but Arenado's way better, yeah. obviously. Escobar is low key good, though, and I'm upset I caught him. He's hitting 288 with 15 homers and 48 RBIs. Man, I messed that one up. Whoops. Yeah. And, uh, shortstop. Um, I put Glaber for us. Yeah. For, for, I think he deserved a 288, 14 homers, 31 ribbies. Yeah, I would do Glaber, but I can't ignore Jorge Blanco, the dude hitting 340. Okay. I got to give him the respect. Yeah. And he has nine homers and eight and 30 RBIs. The power numbers are similar, and he's hitting almost 340. I mean, that's good. I love Glaber to death, obviously, but I got to give it to Polanco here. Who do you got for um, uh, the National League? The National League is tricky, but. I took Trevor Story. You know what? He was player of the week. Um, I'll go with Javi Baez, though. I'll give it Javi Baez. Okay. And Baez in 298 with 13 homers, 34 RBI. Story, 293, 15, and 42. And an extremely good week. Did it show the numbers for the week when you uh, did that before? Or it just said player of the week? It just said player of the week. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, Story had a good week. I actually probably could check it, but while, while I'm doing that, I guess we could go to the next position. It looks like outfield. All right, what are you doing in the outfield? American League, I got Max Kepler, All right. Austin Meadows, and Mike Trout, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with two out of three of those. I'm going to take out Kepler, and I'm going to raise you um, Michael Brantley. Okay. I, it, it was a really tough pick for me. I was going to pick Brantley, but um, 
Kepler's been having a pretty decent year, so I decided to just give him, especially since the Twins are one of the hottest teams in baseball. Yeah, right I'll get now. the Twins. We gotta give them some respect because we normally beat the crap out of them, but they they've raised my yeah. they've got my attention this oh. year. So Brantley sitting three thirty, so I just thought he deserved a nod. Let me see. How come I can't see Kep? Oh, yeah, Kepler's playing well too, but yeah, I'm going Brantley for sure. National League, what are we doing? I got Cody Bellinger, of course. If you don't have him in this, something's wrong with you. Oh, you're a Giants fan. Uh, yeah, Cody <laughs> Bellinger. The fact that he's batting 376, it's unheard of. 20 homers, 52 ribbies. Yeah. Bryce Harper, I picked just because he's Bryce Harper and he's starting to come back a little bit. Okay. And, of course, you got to go with the MVP, Yelich, of course. All right, well, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to agree with some of that, but not all of it. I'm going to say, obviously, Yelich and Bellinger are no-brainers. Okay. Those guys are... Head and shoulders above the rest of the National League, in my opinion. And home run count while we're at it. We got Yelich with 22, leading all baseball. And he missed time, too, and he still leads all baseball. Yeah. Jesus. Bellinger has 20. Pete Alonso has 19. Bell has 18. Then Jock Peterson has 18. And then our boy Gary Sanchez, 18. Then Derek Dietrich was 17. And, man, I'm an idiot for benching. Dietrich had three homers last week. I and know. He, oh yeah, it made me look silly. Made a mistake not to set that lineup. And he has 17 homers, just 130 at-bats, Dietrich. It's uh, like uh, that pace is incredible. It's crazy. It's like six. It's almost like um, it's like every eight at-bats or something like that. That's what, it's, that's what it's close to. It's almost a homer every eight at-bats for Dietrich. He's just a home run machine. But, um, okay, National League, I got to agree with those two. I'm not going to go Bryce Harper because I don't think he's been that great. I understand why you took him. Who's my third outfielder here? Let's try to find him. Um, one, wow. Okay, I might surprise you with this, actually. I have two choices for you. What? There's got to be I feel like I'm missing someone here. You know what? Actually, I'll give you, um, how about Juan Soto? Okay. 293, 10 homers, 38 RBIs. I'll give you the replacement for Bryce Harper in a way. Okay. So I also gave strong consideration to Alzuna and Jeff McNeil, believe it or not, hitting 333. Jeff McNeil. I mean, Mets, they've been rough. Designated hitter, American League. This should. I did JD Martinez. You know what? Yeah, I had to as well, I think, unfortunately. If Gene Carlo was healthy, I would put him, but. Hunter Pence is playing well, too. I would almost... Pence is actually better numbers right now, believe it or not. Really? But JD's back with baseball cards way better, obviously. Yeah. So that's a respect pick. Pitchers, who are we starting, brother? Right here, um... It's not in here, but who would you start based off knowledge? Like, what do you think? Who do you think earns in the AL and NL? In the AL? Yeah. I'm going to say... If you asked me this a few weeks ago, I was going to say Domingo Germán. Yeah, I remember we were saying um, that. Uh, I'll give you mine if you want. What was here? Justin Verlander. Verlander? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Verlander's doing what he always does. He has an ERA at 227. He's 9-2. He has um, 103 strikeouts doing Verlander stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think he gets the nod, in my opinion. So, you know what? I'll agree with you with Verlander. Um I think that I'll go with relievers too. I'll throw it in. Yeah, I think, you could throw a I think Ottavino deserves it definitely. Yeah, Otto's been pitching great. Uh, I'm gonna say this, Kirby Yates definitely oh, Yates deserves. Is, yeah, that's a good nod. I would say Shane Green deserves a look. Yep. Maybe Felipe Vasquez as well. 
Um, Chapman could get in there potentially. Mm -hmm. he Since has, he only has one blown save. Yeah, but only one blown save. Tommy Cayley could even get some consideration with his one five. The whole ELA. Yankees bullpen. <laughs> yeah, like those three for sure I think should be in there. I don't think you'll see anyone else. Britain's been pitching better, but those three have been above him. And in the National League, I'm going to surprise you with this one, but What's I've been all, I've been high on him all year. Hung Jun Ryu from the Dodgers. Oh, no, that guy? Dude, he's 8-1 with ERA under 1-5. I got to give him a nod right now. He's the best pitcher in the game. It's crazy, man. That means his stats are the best in the game almost. I mean, Mad Max is obviously in the conversation. Yep. Nationals getting no wins for him, though, because they ain't that good anymore, which is what brings the discussion that they're going to buy or sell. So, um... I want to go around the league. I think bit. Patrick Corbin deserves it, too. Corbin could be an all-star, potentially. He had a rough outing the other night, though, but it's only one outing. Pat Corbin? Yeah, I wish we'd signed him over Hap, obviously. That hasn't yeah. changed. I mean, Hap has not been great. His ERA is just under five still. It's just one of the reasons why we need rotation help. I mean, Hap has been sketchy. CZ has one knee at this point, basically. Yeah. Herman's on the innings limit. I mean, Tanaka and Paxton have injury history. you got to get some more pitchers here. Of course. Montgomery may be back in August, though, which is good news. That's mm -hmm. what they're saying. Severino could be after the All-Star game, but I want to hold my breath on that one. I don't know what's happening with that. Like, I've said that story a million times. And, um, okay, let's check some stuff out. So the Twins, let's give the Twins their props. They've been flying under the radar all season, and it's time they the make fact their that, way to this show. fact of the matter is... They're 40 and 18, brother. We can't deny the facts. It's unbelievable. Um, they're 8 and 2 in their last 10 yep. games. Mm -hmm. They lead the league in homers. I have their home run count. They have 109 homers. Rosario is 17. Cron is 13. Kepler is 12. Scope is 11. Garver is 9. It looks like... Castro has seven, Cruz has seven, Buxton has six, um, Gonzalez has six, Sanoa has six, Polanco has nine. It's incredible. This team just has, like, so many hitters, and no one saw this coming. No, we didn't, <laughs> especially in this. Uh... And they're 11 and a half games up, and they are running away and hiding from the Cleveland Indians. And, and the uh... Cleveland Indians and the White Sox have the same record. It's crazy, Who bro. would have thought any of this stuff was possible? Only 59 games. Stuff can change, but I'm, I feel safe in saying that this is now the Twins division. Yeah. It, it, that's, an un, that's putting it mildly. This is definitely their division. It's There's no season. way. Unless the Twins, <laughs> like, like, die. Yeah, like, <laughs> just all die, then it, it's, it's no competition. The Indians are banged up, too. There's no Kluber. There's no Clevenger. They, we, I, you know I wasn't that high in the Indians before the season, and they're starting to show why I wasn't, really. And then and then you think the White Jose Sox, Ramirez. Tigers, and, and Royals are going to make a push? Get the hell out of here. This division <laughs> is wrapped up already. It's crazy. Give them the division, the AL Central, the, the Minnesota Twins, no yeah. one saw it. You're right. No one saw this coming, especially myself. It's absolutely crazy. It's it's pretty interesting to watch, but I'll tell you, they are a scary team to play. Jose Ramirez has been dreadful for the Indians still. Still trying to figure it out, hitting with 214, 210. He's a mess. 59 games in, I'm starting to get very concerned about this. And I don't know. Yeah, Indians, they're not, you're not making up that gap. That's way too many games. I don't care that it's June. You don't just make up 11 and a half games. No, you don't. And it's going to be interesting to see. But the Twins, the rotation's also very surprisingly solid. Barry, Barrio has seven wins with 3 2 He's seven. very good, Your that boy kid. Gibson has six wins with ERA just under four. Perez has seven wins with a 3-7. But you know who's been actually at the hot list, the most surprising pitcher in baseball? Potentially, we've got to talk about Odorizzi. He has an ERA under two right now. 
with eight wins. He's been one of the best pitchers in the league. You could even argue he can get the All-Star now, which is uh, whoever thought you would say that. That's crazy, I know, and right? And then Luis Joelito has an ERA of 2-5-4, the third lowest in the American League, has eight wins. This guy's been sending people down. Like we said, he was the player of the week. And it's just incredible stuff to see what this kid's doing. The White Sox are starting. I can't believe I'm saying this, but they're starting to figure it out. It's and crazy. the plan's in place. Like, could they contend next year? You know what? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they're not going to do anything this year still, I don't think. Could they win 75 to 80 games? I mean, I guess it's possible. Why not hmm. at this rate? They're 29 and 30 right now. I wouldn't have thought that before the season started, as I stated, obviously. But you know what? Got to give credit where credit's due, and the White Sox have exceeded my expectations. Yeah, it's uh, surprising. I have <laughs> I don't have much to say about it, but it's just <laughs> very surprised. And then we go through the West. Obviously, that's always the Astros division. Of course. No question with that. Now, the Texas Rangers three games over 500 kind of pops out at me a little bit. And Lance mm. Wynn's been surprisingly effective of late, too. Hmm. Wish he was that way with us. Yeah, he's a very hot and cold player, Lance Lynn, unfortunately. Very streaky player. That's putting it mildly, brother. So let's go to the National League, see what's up over there. I was looking this up before. Phillies, oh, Braves are up with the Phillies behinds right now. Only one game back. Mm -hmm. Braves have been playing a little better. Mets are still, as much as all the craziness has been going on, they're three games under five hundred, only five games out of division, you know. Can they turn it around? Maybe. Am I sold? They I thought will. the Phillies would be a lot better than they're playing right now. To be well, quite honest. Well, I mean, yeah, I I could see it. They've had they had a chance to separate themselves. They weren't able to do it. Yeah. They're only seven games over five hundred. Not too inspiring. I mean, they're playing all right ball, and um, uh, let's see. The Nationals have been playing a little better, but they're still seven games out. Marlins are a train wreck, so we know what that is already. Mets had some tough losses, though. You see that game they were up 8-3 to three and they blew it? Yeah. And Diaz gave up three runs. In another mm-hmm. game, they were up. And they gave up, Familia gave up three runs. They've been a mess lately. That bullpen's very leaky. Mm-hmm. And Terry, um, not Terry Collins, um, what's his name? Who, Mickey Cowboy is very much in the hot seat, although they said he wasn't, but I don't believe it really. I think if you see this team drop to a few more games and fall further out, he can be gone. And... Um, We'll have to see if they can weather the storm. I mean, I'm not saying their season's over by any means. That's ridiculous to say that at this point. But do you think the Mets have a run on them? Do you think, well, how do you see this going for them? Um, maybe they'll win. <laughs> maybe they'll go on a small run, but I, I'm not very optimistic with this team. They they look, they got the pitching, but I just, you know what, losing Cespedes to those injuries is huge. You know, all the injuries yeah. there. They just don't know how to overcome the injuries, just like some, uh, just like other teams do. So, I'm not extremely optimistic. As a matter of fact, I'm not optimistic at all that they could do anything to make a push. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it for them either. I mean, could they make close to a wild card? Maybe. I don't think they win the division. I think it's going to be a battle between the Phillies and the Braves for the division. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And then the Central is, looks like it's getting very chaotic. Look at the Central. They're all within six and a half games of each other. Even the Reds as bad as they've looked. Yeah, it's crazy. The Pirates are floating around 500 as usual. The Brewers took the division back from the Cubs. The Cubs were hot, now they're cold again. They've lost 12 of 18, the Cubs. 
they they're two and eight in their last ten. They got to just put it together, but I'm very optimistic that they could get no, it turned around. No, this is going to be a race that goes down to the ends. I think the Cardinals, Brewers, and Cubs will be relevant all season long. Yeah. I think they're all going to be battling at mm-hmm. the end. I also think that Paul Goldschmidt's about to heat up for the Cardinals. Of course he is. He's only hitting 275 right now, and we all know he's better than that. Absolutely. So the West is like the Dodgers, of course. Mm-hmm. What else is new? 41-19, which is probably the best record in baseball. Well, it is. well, well, winning percentage right is twi- just it's under right the by the Twins. Yeah. It's very close. Of course, the, the, this division is theirs. This division is a joke. So yeah. the Dodgers, of course, all year round. You want to check the wild card? See what's going on with that. That. Mm. I, you, hold on, I can probably get hold it, on. I, I got it. Oh, all right. Well, let me see. Um. Yeah. So this has been a good show. We've been doing a lot of stuff, catching everyone up again. All-star voting. We got Yankees, Mets. So so far right now, the wild cards would be Tampa Bay and Texas, the Texas Rangers, surprisingly. And Red Sox in the mix. You see White Sox and Indians are still. I mean, the Indians are in the wild card mix, but for the division, I can't see that. Yeah. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll get a wild card either. Though. I think the American League is so easy to predict. Honestly, I think. I it's, agree. It's, it, it's, 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 it's Yankees, truly it's is. Astros, it's Twins, and um, for the wild card, you're gonna see Red Sox versus Rays. I think. I I I think that's accurate. I agree. I really do. And the National League's a little more. You can start to National League is very more uh, open, I would say, except for Dodgers, really. I, uh, everything I think, else is up in the air to me. Um, I think that the Cubs will win the division, right? I think the Cubs will win the division. It's going to be Milwaukee against you know what? Who do you got? You know what? Playing? I'm I'm going to say screw it. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Oh, I think okay. Atlanta's good enough. I could see yeah, that happening. I mean, they were a playoff team last year. Mm. And my the way I see it, I'm going to say Brewers win the division. Okay. I got Dodgers, obviously. I'm going to say Phillies figured it out when they get Atlanta. They have more talent, in my opinion. Yeah. They just need some more arms, I think, the Phillies. Mm-hmm. And the Braves could use help with that, too. But I think the Phillies are more willing to go in and get and like help their team as opposed to the Braves. I haven't really seen the Braves making those moves that they need to be making. I'm not sure if that's going to change the trade deadline. We'll see, I guess. Absolutely, we'll and then definitely the Cubs, see. Um, I think they'll. I think Cubs Cardinals is wild card, which I said in the beginning of the season. So I'll I'll stick to that prediction. Cubs Cardinals, okay. Yeah, and you, look at the end of wild card. Look how chaotic this is. You got put the. We can go from Mets up. You got six teams all within four games of each other. Ah, that's great. The National League's wide open, except for the Dodgers. Really. Yeah, everything that's the only else. Team that everything themselves. else is up, is up for grabs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so let's go over a couple league leaders quick and tell me if anything pops out with you. I'll be brief because I know we got to wrap it up. Go ahead. All right. So batting average, we got Bellinger hitting 376, just killing the baseball. Austin Meadows hitting 357. Like we said, Arnado hitting 345. Polanco hitting 338. Bell 332. David Dahl 330. That's a little surprising to me. Then you got Rendon hitting 331, of course. Tim Anderson hitting 330. Brantley 330. Then you got Fletcher from the David Fletcher from the Angels been a nice spine from hitting 320. And then Devers 316. What do you think about those guys? I'm pretty surprised that Fletcher, I've never even heard of the guy's name. <laughs> I guess that jumps out at you, huh? But I'm not really surprised by anything else. Devers is a hot and cold type of player, That's I feel. That's true, he is. So 
other than that, other than Fletcher, I'm not really surprised with much of anything, to be quite honest with you. Everything's just about right. True. That makes sense. And then um, let's go over some ERAs in the National League. I think some of these will surprise you. So Ryu Weeds, what I told you before, that's not surprising. How about Zach Davies with a 220 still? Yeah, that, guy, then- that guy's a journey. You talk about a journeyman. He's He's been all around. He's been around, and he's uh, still contributing at a high level. Yeah, he's been playing well for the Brewers. And then you got Luis Castillo with a 2-4-5 from Cincinnati. This Luis kid's really Castillo. something. Yeah, not the one that dropped the ball. I remember that. I was at that game. <laughs> yeah. And this one really pops out to me. Zach Eflin with a 302. Who? Zach Eflin on the Phillies has a 302 ERA. Yeah. Then you got Luke, Luke Lewis Weaver. I don't think it's Lewis, actually. Luke Weaver has a 3-3. Mad Max with a 3-3. That's not too surprising. Then, like I said, Caleb Smith has a 310. And then Mike Miner has a 274. So with, I'm basically good at the, for the most part. We could do stolen bases, and that could probably wrap it up. For Who's the, the stolen part. base leader? Mondesi with 21. Who? Mondesi, the guy uh, on the Royals. Mondesi's oh, that guy. Oh, he changed okay, his name. Okay, That's why okay. you're probably confused. Yeah, no, I was like, like, who the hell is that? No, yeah, he's, he has 21 steals. And you got Tim Anderson with 15. Jay Ram has 14. He, that, I guess he's still doing that well, at least. Malcolm Smith has 14. Dyson has 12. Then you got D. Gordon with 12, despite the fact being injured. Then you got Christian Gellish with 12. And he's just good at everything, so that doesn't surprise me at all. So, um, that's uh, probably about it. Anything yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, the one thing, um,. That I, I guess we could say what we're going to be doing next and whatnot. Yeah, no, I, I'm just going to say that, like I said, the surprise to me is the Twins. I never thought that's they'd be this surprise. good. a huge surprise. You know, yeah, that's a good way to end it. So the yeah. Twins are a big surprise. I'd say Austin Meadows doesn't really surprise me. I guess Fletcher's the biggest surprise, and uh, Polanco, mm-hmm. and he's been... Now, I'm going to pay so. attention to this guy, Fletcher, because I don't know who the hell he is. He's so. like a utility guy. He plays all over the place. And then um, Derek Dietrich, his power continues to amaze me. I mean, and then Zach Eflin's actually the biggest pitching surprise I have. I had no idea that guy was doing that good. Yeah, man. It's... And then <laughs> Giolito's been incredible. And like I said, Caleb Smith's had a great season. A lot of interesting things going on here. And for the most disappointing, who do you think's the most disappointing? We always got to go both ends with this. But Twins in the American Bay is by far the most surprising still. Most surprising in the AL, who's disappointing? No, no, no. Yeah, most disappointing in all baseball. Who do you got? Um, I'm extremely disappointed. I'll tell you, I, I know this for honestly, it, with I'm disappointed in the Indians. I really that's am. a good one. I I'm like very that one. extremely disappointed. I thought they had much more. Uh, They're eleven and a half out. That's really bad. I thought they were more resilient than that to overcome those injuries, and obviously they can't. And it's it's pathetic to watch. In the NL, my biggest disappointment is. I'm going to tell you, I thought that San Diego would be – there's still a game over 500, but I thought they'd be a tight, a tad bit better. I'm a bit disappointed in them. The Mets, I'm, I'm dis- you're always disappointed with them. I was so. going to say, I am disappointed, but, like, am I really that surprised? No. And you know what teams really take dive, oh. uh, take a cliff dive? Like, literally, it's oh. jumped off a cliff. I'm, it's hard to say disappointed, but just, like, based on how they started, the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, they man, they just fell off a cliff. Yes, huh? they did. They are um, doing really bad. They're 2-8 in their last 10. Um, I would say Red Sox are still disappointing to me because you would expect more from them only one game over 500. Yeah. Texas Rangers are also a big surprise. I don't know how the three games over. I didn't really think that was possible at all. Exactly. Yeah, me too. So um, that's probably what I would say. 
and haters, I'm still disappointed in Jose Ramirez. Like, wake up, dude. We've been waiting the whole season. Like, let's go. Yeah, I could agree. Jose Ramirez, I didn't think he'd be this bad. No. How about pitchers? Who's who's your most disappointing pitcher? You know what, Chris Sale? You've earned it, buddy. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One and seven is pathetic. With a 4.35 is pathetic. Yeah, especially for the stuff for he somebody, carries. It should be reversed. He should be like seven and one with like a two ERA. Now that he's, he's going to turn it on soon, though. We know it, unfortunately. But you know what? It's good to take in this one to figure it out because they are eight and a half games behind right now. Mm, so yeah. um, I'm going to make a quick prediction and then we'll be out. I think you'll see Yankees, Astros again. You'll get a rematch. I'm not sure if I ever said that before or may have. And the National League, I think you're going to see Dodgers and Brewers potentially playing. I could see it. Okay. I could see that. Maybe a rematch of that. And then, um, okay, so going forward, here's what's going to happen. We got um, hockey is going to be soon. If the Bruins win tonight, we have to do our closeout video because that could be the last game of the series. Mm -hmm. You'll see baseball again in a week or so, most likely. NBA, we might do another one for the finals, depending on what happens. I mean, the Warriors tied it up yesterday. That was a big win for them. What do you think about that? Just doing what they do. And Iguodala coming up with a big shot. So now I'll do my roll call. Follow us on GT Sports Talk 2. That's Instagram, I believe. Well, it is. No, I believe. <laughs> well, I do believe that it is. <laughs> and <laughs> subscribe to us on YouTube. We still have the channel going at GT Sports Talk. The podcast is the most important thing. Please subscribe to that. Search mm-hmm. on Apple Pod Center. Also, sponsorships. We're actively seeking them still. And we're working with Anchor as well. They actually do sponsor us, but we need something more sufficient, I would say. Yeah. And we're working to make strides in all the areas we have to. You know what's yep. up. Yep. So for GT Sports Talk, I'm Julian Gallardi. And I'm Bobby Thompson. We'll see you soon.